0: Hi, I'm Namit Rambat and you are listening to my not so profound thoughts. So today I'll be talking about whether you should buy Adani Vilmar IPO or not. So why I've come with the, the screen because this is the new format that I'm going to try because there are many more revenue segments that I need to show you as well as other stuff. So the first question that comes to the current listing is whether you should buy adani wilmar ipo or not so let me give you a brief about adani wilmar it is a 50 50 joint venture between two mnc's where adani group has a 7 7 billion dollar market valuation and wilmar international group with a market valuation exceeding 44.7 but as of now as of financial year 2021 adani group has a market valuation of more than 62 billion dollars and uh, over the period of time in the Adani Vilma segment, Adani Vilma has maintained its market leadership since past seven years in the fortune, its f- flagship brand fortune. So now come to the IPO details, while well, over the percentage of turnover, Adani Vilma earns most from the oil segment that is 60 percent of from the oil segment. And then the wholesale of edible oil, fats and sugar, it comes to 23%. The Adani Vilma has applied to SEBI for the IPO and the details are as follows, that it is going to issue 16.56 crore shares of face value rupees one with a price band of 218 to t per share. Now, not more than fifty percent of the issue will be allocated to qualified institutional buyers, or we can say QIB. Not more than fifty percent, fifteen percent for HNIs and thirty-five percent for retail investors. Now, earlier in few IPOs, we saw that retail investors were not allowed more than ten percent of investment in the particular IPO. Let's say such as Paytm or Zomato. So, why this difference? This difference is because. Here the Adani Wilmar is a profitable business, whereas other companies such as Paytm were not profitable in that manner. The shares will be listed on both BSE as well as NSE. The company operations. Now we look at it. The company operates in three major segments, edible oils, packaged food, FMCG, and industry essentials. Now significant majority of its sale pertaining to branded products, accounting for 73% of edible oils and FMCG's. So major segment, major revenue comes from edible oils as well as packaged foods itself. And even in that edible oil, it has a market leadership since past seven years. So where will the proceeds be used? For funding capital expenditure, for expansion of existing manufacturing capabilities, and developing new manufacturing capabilities. So you understood that it currently has almost 19 to 20 manufacturing capabilities and it will be further expanding it more and more. Then the second point is it will be used for e-payment or payment of borrowings. So earlier I was against uh, if you saw my Zomato video on YouTube, you would notice that I said or on OYO, you would notice that I said that why should I buy uh, IPO when the payment RB, when the IPO proceeds will be used for payment of borrowings. So the difference between OYO and uh, Adani Vilma is that OYO is still not profitable and it hasn't been profitable since the beginning. But Adani Vilma has been profitable since the beginning. Now. The third is funding strategic acquisitions and investment as it wishes to acquire local brands. So let me explain you this market. This market is a fragmented market wherein even if you have a substantial amount of share, let's say Adani, Wilmar has 50% of the share as of financial year 21. It is still not very big in the current scenario because there are local players having their own local brands and they are catering to the whole market itself. Let's say Assam might have a different brand. In Gujarat, we have Kapasya tail, other groundnut oil, peanut oil, and other similar fashion would be in the south and north. So, every state would have its local brand, and the local companies would be there capturing their local market. So, now if Adani Vilma captures that local brand, also the market share of Adani Vilma will be quite substantially high. Now, let us focus on the industry overview itself or how the industry is growing. The Indian packaged market is estimated to be around 6 lakh crore in financial year 20 itself and contributes only 15% to the food and grocery retail market estimated to be around 39.45 crore. Four five lakh crores so what is it so the package market is very less but uh, the overall food and grocery market is quite big so only 15 percent of that is branded in retail store other than that you find it on the laris the vegetable vendors or the kirana shops or the local shops that is available near your house now it is estimated That this market will grow at 6% CAGR, that is compounded annual growth rate in the coming 5 years. And it has been growing at the same rate since last 5 years. It is estimated that 75% of all the edible oil in terms of volume is being retailed as branded products. So as I mentioned earlier slide, that even though Erdani has a flagship of Fortune brand, there are local players and there are local brands itself. So, majority of the edible oils is termed as branded product and is sold in the retail market itself. So, the market share as of financial year 21. So, if we look at the overall market of the proper, the companies, listed companies, who have a substantial amount of market share other than the local, Adani Wilma takes 50% of the market share because I compared it in that manner that I took the total sales as of the market. And uh, if we look at it, then Adani Wilma takes 50% of the total market share. Earlier, it was 46%. And uh, before that, it was quite, it was lower than 46%. But if you see in this financial year 21, it has 50% market share. So we can say that it has some kind of monopoly in the market or will be having a monopoly or there will be only three to four players in the coming future who would have substantial market share and will be taking most of the profits profits of the edible oil market itself. So now if we look at the profit and loss statement or the chart, uh, you need to read it from right to the left Because right is financial year 11 and the left is financial year 21. You can see that even though the operating margin, operating profit as well as profit after tax is increasing. But uh, if you look at the past three years, in financial year 18, it was okay. Over the period of years, it was increasing. But in financial year 19, because of the COVID and the supply chain crisis, it decreased because people were not able to spend that much. But in financial year 20, it increased and in financial year 21, again, the raw material price increase, the inflation and the supply chain crisis that is available in the market uh, is causing a decrease in profit after tax overall as a percentage of margin. You can see that 87 to 90% of the expenditure that has incurred by Adani Vilma is for the raw material itself you can see the yellow, uh, the orange portion that determines the raw material expenditure. So you can clearly see in the chart that 87 to 90% of the expenditure it has made has been for the raw material procurement and the usage of raw material. As I mentioned, if you bifurcate all the raw material and all, you can see the revenues have been increasing considerably for a quite long period of time and the profit after tax growth has been also good but uh, if you look at 10 11 12 the growth was very low in 14 year 14 also it was quite low and then it increased by the local acquisitions itself if we look at the compounded annual growth rate it is quite contrasting picture that you can see that over the period of 19 years it grew at 50% 56% growth rate But over the last 10 years, it grew at negative 57% rate. So this is quite contrasting picture and it confuses me as well as the investors that whether one should buy it or not. Now we look at the profit and loss. I made this uh, slide particularly so that you can see the numbers that net sales and the raw material. You can see that 90% of the raw material because the price the agricultural produce was increased the supply chain was in crisis the input cost overall to produce a particular amount of oil has been substantially increased over a period of time so the operating profit did not increase much from financial year 20 to 21 even though the raw material price was uh, low and uh, raw material price in 21 so we can say that Adani Wilmar Wilma was not able to increase price of its edible oil or other products and pass it on to the customer and it faced the heat uh, and reduced profit margin. But still, it has doubled its profit after tax, almost doubled its profit after tax from financial year 20 to 21. So this is the same thing that I showed you earlier slide, but I mentioned profit after tax margin. So in 2017, 03, 03 in the March, it was profit after tax margin. That is profit after tax divided by the gross sales. You can see the margin was 0.99. Then it increased to 1.4 to 1.27. And over the period or over the years, it has been increased. So in 19, because of the COVID-19 scenario, it decreased from 1.4 to 1.27. Then it increased to 1.33 and then 1.76. So reserves and surplus. So we can see that even reserves and surplus are also increasing for the Adani Wilmar itself. And this has been around growing at a quite rapid pace. If you can see from right to left, In financial year 21, it has a war chest of around 3,100 crores. Now we can see that whether it has increased its total assets and uh, from the shareholders fund itself available. So you can see that share total assets increased more than the shareholders fund. So it made quite staggering amount of investment in capital expenditure for backward integration as well as forward integration and the investments are such good that it is resulting into 50% market share. What is ROC? Now many of you might be confused that ROC is return on capital employed. So return on capital employed is total equity that is reserves and surplus plus the equity that you have invested at the beginning of the period while starting the company plus The borrowings that you take from the company, so that is the total equity that a share that the company has, and uh, it has it is being divided by the current total uh, total assets minus the current liabilities. So this is the ROCE percent. So twenty four point zero four percentage of return on capital employed is considered good. But uh, if you are looking for a total return of around 15 to 20% Then it should be more than uh, 30%. And in the peer-to-peer comparison, we can see that Gemini edibles and fat, even though it has uh, quite low, around 11% market share, it has a very good return. So we can see that in case of Adani, it has not been able to generate that much return from the capital employed as much as Gemini edibles. So now the question comes that whether should I buy it or not? So the company looks good to me, but there is just a raw material concern and majority of the cost is raw material price. So I find this type of industry very difficult that it might not have the potential for 15 to 20% returns but it can give a return of 10 to 15% of total return considering the dividends also what the pros which i find is the profit after tax margin is growing over year on year but how long will it grow is still a concern and what is interesting thing that is happening in the indian scenario is we are becoming like us wherein only few players will be left in the whole supply chain or whole uh, market itself or it might be a total reverse scenario so what happened in us what happened is there were few there were multiple farmers few companies came to the farmers they made a contract with the farmers that you produce this on mass scale and will give you a certain price so there were there were few companies who were doing procurement. Then came the supply chain thing. There were few players who were supplying to the major companies. And there were few players such as Kraft, Heinz, and other companies who were making packaged foods. And at the last mile, we can say that the retail distribution channel, there are few players only such as Walmart, Costco, 7-Eleven. So there are few players only who are gaining substantial market share and taking almost 80 to 90% of the profit out of the total market. Or there can be a reverse scenario in the Indian case because in India, there are few things that that has been happening over a period of time. Earlier, the farmers had to sell their farm produce only to the APMC market. But now what the government has done is they can sell the produce to startups also. They can have a rate contract with the companies also and can sell their produce to them. So now let's say there will be few companies who will be giving them investment to the farmers and uh, making them plant what they require. But the problem in the Indian agricultural market is the farm size is quite small. And uh, bringing together the farmers is quite a difficult task. Again, if we say that the companies are able to succeed in that, then there will be few players in the supply chain. But as we say that the government has allowed the companies as well as startup, so there might be a disruption wherein the market might become fragmented that a particular startup or a particular company might be a good leader in, or a market leader in a particular state or a particular few states and other players are taking advantage in their own states itself. Then we can see that the Kirana stores and as we see that 85% of the market is still unorganized. So making it organized is altogether a big challenge. So if we look at tier 1, tier 2, tier 3 and tier 4 cities, other than that, the whole thing is unorganized market itself. And even in this, majority of the revenue goes to the unorganized players like Kirana shops, the local shops that you have, Mom and Pop stores and other players like Larry's and uh, the near by shop that you have so this is the thing and this might be the thing or there will be few players such as dmart or i can say that i know a startup or a company which we like hearty mart which is focusing specifically on the rural market it is following the dmart or Avenue supermarkets model business model and it is converting the rural market into a market shop or into a marketplace, wherein uh, it would be a DMAT-like scenario and uh, there will be a few retailers. So both the scenarios are possible and uh, it is time that will tell. So that's all for today. So if you have any questions, you can write it down in the comments and we shall look at it and give you the answers of what we have. So that's all for today. Thank you.